Hey everybody, it is Freaky Friday. We're recording this on a Wednesday, though. I'm doing the intro. This is Rossi on Wrestling, the greatest podcast you're currently listening to between your ears right now. That's usually what we do here. Uh, I am his tag team partner in the podcast. Uh, this it's company. not as easy as you think! <laughs> I am his tag team partner in the podcast, Fear. I am Billy D. That's Billy D. 2411. This is Jason D. Rossi. You can follow him at on Twitter at whatever at his Jason Twitter is, at Jason D. Rossi. Uh... Welcome in. Uh, I think we're doing this because we're reviewing a guy who's pretty weird, and that's why this intro is a little flip flopped. I think. Yeah, this is it. This that's uh, Broken Billy over there. That's yep. uh, Billy Nero. Uh, yeah. So this uh, obviously, as you spoken can hear from the Billy. background, spoken Billy. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Uh, see, everyone thinks oh, it's so easy to do an intro. It's no. so easy. It's <laughs> Crashed and burned. It's hard. It's hard. All right. Listen, there's no chairs here, but starting stuff is not that easy. Just ask my wife and my I sex had a good, life. Ooh, I had a good takeoff. I just didn't stick the landing. It's hard. I made fun of you every time for it, too, yes. so I was glad that happened. Yeah, and that's why I don't ever try to re-record or do things twice, because you just got to see how it goes. It's live. Recorded live. Yep. It's live to tape. Anyways, uh, yeah, so today we're talking all about Matt Hardy and his last run here, here, like we're with him, uh, in the WWE. He just, according to all sources, um, like when it's raining men, according to all, what is that? <laughs> yeah, according to all the sources, sources yeah. the, uh, the wind's about to blow. <laughs> it is. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so it looks like Matt Hardy is done with WWE. His contract is coming to an end shortly. Looks like he was written off officially with television with his latest run with Randy Orton. We'll get into that, but we'll start back when he came into the WWE uh, in, in, at a surprise return we'll get into in just a few moments, but, um, you know, at the time of recording this, we are, um, you know, basically a few days after, it seems like the end of Matt Hardy here. Pretty much, yeah, he was deleted quite nicely by he, Randy Orton. He was, and, you know, before we even get into what he did in WWE, uh, his return back to WWE, Matt Hardy became the hottest thing in wrestling for a little while there in, like, the so mid-2000s. Much, so much so that I had to, like, I was told by, you know, we'll get it out early, Nestle of the job. I don't have a drink. I don't, but you know what? I'm going to just shout him out real quick. If it wasn't for him, I would not be doing this podcast right now. He got me to watch wrestling again and yep. love it again. So, Nestle, thank you for that. Uh, and all the this nicknames. is very, yeah, this yeah. is like, it, was yeah. he dying? No, 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 no. Uh, I just he's having thank... children, though. Two, oh, of them, two of them at once, so you can he's tell. He's having him... twins? Yeah. Oh, see you later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the podcast while you can. Yep. When's this? When is this? Any day now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, so I, wait, so this is really interesting. So people, you compare us in some ways. Obviously. Oh, yeah. He seems like a much leaner <laughs> version of me. Um, a little but... bit more handsome. Oh, jeez. Well, <laughs> thank you. I knew I was handsome. Um, but, oh, him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just a little. He's got nice hair. No, no really nice hair. I can't do anything about my hair. It just grows out. Anyways, I don't know why I'm oddly offended. So, anyways, but um, but you said so. There's a lot of similarities there. Yep. Now I just had a kid. Yep. Now he's having kids. Two. Plural. You know what? I'm kind of. What's jealous. your best piece of advice? Even though he's having two and you have one. My jealousy of that a little bit because I've always kind of just wanted twins. You bang it yep, out. Get, get two kids. Yep. Is it same sex? as you know? I I should know, but I don't think I do. Okay. Because if it's like fraternal and it's a boy and a girl, that's awesome. Yeah, right. Except it's also going to be pandemonium. My only piece of advice to him is literally just get as many people over that house as much as you can. Oh, to help? Yeah. yeah. You're going to need it to have yeah. two at once. Oh, my God. Like, we had to have my dad and his girlfriend over earlier. And Courtney, my wife, was just going out to going to the gym. Yeah. Like, I need her to get out. Like, so he's going to need... Is he married? Yep. Okay, so he needs his wife to woman. get Before. out of... Yeah, awesome. Congratulations. I'm sorry if I'm uh, dropping too much knowledge on yeah, that. Yeah, no, seriously. We're just like... Why don't we... This is actually... To, yeah. This is about Matt Hardy. Just kidding. No, but anyways, get your wife out of the house as much as she can, because she literally has to do everything for these kids. Yep. Obviously, with two, you're going to be doing a hell of a lot, too. So, uh, 
Yeah, my other piece of advice is um, maybe, like, uh, find a way to make a lot more money. Yep. <laughs> as soon as possible. Those bills are not cheap. They pile up. They sure do. Not that Anywho, I know. Yep. Uh, well, listen, Matt drop Hardy. a knocker, check, check them out. Um, subscribe, leave reviews. Do that for all of them. Like, honestly, we're, we, we joke around on this podcast a lot. If you are, have you stumbled upon us, if you're listening, which we highly, highly appreciate. And at this point, like, get to the Matt Hardy thing, because I think I've never heard you guys before, and you're talking about some people I don't know. Most important, so the podcast we not only support or listen to, the Jobbernock, great stuff on wrestling, uh, Dork Podcast, Mac and Goo, uh, now it's Keep It Short West, like, uh, please, subscribe to those podcasts, leave reviews, I'm not saying you have to listen to everything every week, you don't even have to listen to us every single week, Yeah, the- listen when you can, We're, we try to make this enjoyable, so do they, everyone's working yeah, the hard The best for way no to be a good person and a good podcaster, and just in life in general, is just bring everybody up with you, I mean, not that we can, we don't have a huge fan base, but the yeah. people who like us are loyal, so go out there, listen, subscribe, comment, rate, review. Yeah, give five-star reviews. At the end of the day, even if you think the podcast sucks, yeah. let's be real, even if you think this podcast sucks, leave us a five-star review, because this is something we really like to do. If you want us to support you, you're doing something on a Twitch, or like our guy Dr. Joe, loves the Twitch stuff. So I subscribe, do I watch him on Twitch? I'll be honest, not really. <laughs> I, no, do. I don't. Good. I'm sure it is, and I'm not trying to be offensive, there's only so much yeah, hours yeah. in my day. But I have, have I in the past. I've yeah. seen you guys support play Madden. Your friends. Yeah, yeah, just or even support random people. These are people out there that are putting out content. They're not all super famous. Like if you're a wrestling fan, you probably listen to half of these. Conrad Thompson. He's got one every day now. It's insane. But you got to support some of the people that are just doing it for fun. That aren't getting paid. We're not making any money off of this. We're taking time out of our days. Billy was telling me earlier how he literally was suicidal with some of the crap. <laughs> it was a long day. And this is what he's doing. This is like blow off steam. Yeah, this, this is for is, fun. So. This is fun. Anyways, uh, now Matt the, Hardy. Yeah, uh, now the reason you're here. So Matt Hardy, like we said, kind of took over the wrestling world in the 2000s with TNA and Impact, with the Final Deletion and stuff with Brother Nero. What a freaking scene that was! The Final. It was Deletion, amazing. It, a lot of day, the stuff there was next level, super creative, and untapped things that have been never been done before in wrestling. Like I said, Nestle told me to seek this out, and when I did, I wasn't disappointed, and I didn't. I wasn't. He was a Matt Hardy guy. I've never been a. I, I like the stuff with MVP, but I was never. Tr- Truly, like, oh, Matt. I, I really, run, no, it's, It was good. It was. I, I, I was always the Jeff Hardy guy. I liked the high-flying moves. I liked the hair. I wasn't really around when he got the final title run. I was there for, like, the IC mm-hmm. stuff. But I was so surprised, and I love people who can sink into their creativity. And he clearly has something. It might not always be the most, you know, little screwball-y sometimes. But it, it, he's, it's an honest attempt at something that's never been done before. Yeah, he had... Uh, it wasn't big match Matt, but something to that degree when he had feuds with like they've got likes of Drew, well at the time Drew Galloway, now Drew McIntyre again. He had like TNA, he he just was able to go there, Ring of Honor. Uh he was just able to kind of be himself. You started a little bit in WWE with uh version one Matt Hardy. Oh, that was excellent. See, that was the good stuff. I, at the time it was just it was everything was so overshadowed. There was so much stuff going on. You said there was like the tail end of the attitude era into the ruthless aggression era. And Matt Hardy was doing amazing. He's work. an innovator. He, he really, really is. is. He's a very creative guy. All due respect to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy just has the more allure to him, I guess, just by his like maybe his natural, natural charisma yeah. and the way he performs in the ring make you want to love him. Yes, but his brother in his heyday wasn't that far behind, and they are both great workers. I th- Matt is just 
better technically a little bit. Probably, and he's yeah. got himself in some pretty good shape right now. Oh, absolutely. And that's going to be, I think, a big part that drives us. But, you know, so Matt Hardy made a huge game for himself, him and TNA, then him and Jeff teamed up again. The day of WrestleMania 33, they fought outdoors, I believe, against the Young Bucks in a Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match. They lost the titles. And then later that night, where this kicks all off, was the return at WrestleMania 33. Uh, it was Gallows and Anderson, Sheamus and Cesaro, uh, and Enzo and Cass, all team names that are blank and blank. This is before the bar, uh, before the Good Brothers or whatever the club. But they dealt with a little bit during this run, well, during this Matt Hardy run. But... Yes, but then the New Day come out. It's WrestleMania 33. I can tell you, I was at this event. I'll tell you that story in a second. And the New Day come out and go, we're adding a fourth team. You think, okay, it's going to be the New Day. Yep. And then the Hardy Boys music hits, and this, everybody. I get I chills care, now. I was going to say, I don't care where you were, what you were doing, and again, I'll explain where I was. It was vibration throughout the wrestling community, because even if you didn't care today, looking back, that was a major moment. It was a huge moment. It was literally chills moment. And Edge coming back recently, you kind of had a feeling he was coming back. This was complete shock. They yes. wrestled that day for another promotion. Granted, they dropped the belts. But they also had the great swerve, like you said, of New Day, who was the host yep. of the show. You know what's coming. Hey, we're adding a fourth team. Guess who it is? It's us. Yeah. Nope. Dunna, 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 dunna. Oh, my God. Uh, one of the better wrestling themes. Yeah, it's up there. In a long time. I, it's just super easy creative. I've heard it in a few random commercials from time to time on like the radio. But it was a true, one of the best markout moments, it, probably in WrestleMania history. Probably one of the better, like... Surprises out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it, like you just didn't. He, you didn't even hear about. It. You heard that. Oh, maybe they'll come back. You heard a couple things there, but it was really surprising. And where was I? Oh, me and my wife were in line to get uh, nachos. Uh, no, some forty. Yeah, like a bowl, like a Mexican bowl. Because I was like, this is a perfect time. Because if you're at a WrestleMania by by chance, if you're ever going, if you have gone, so I started going when these events became like eight hour events, which is not good. Um, but it's like going to a music festival. It really is, but no breaks, no in-between. So you have to pick and choose when to take them. So my wife's like, I'm kind of getting hungry. It was a beautiful day in Florida. I also saw Virgil that day um, in line sad trying Virgil. to get in. Oh, it was, yeah. another sad Virgil Oh, moment. very sad Virgil. This was really bad. He's like, yo, I know him. I don't know if it's an act, but there was oh. no cameras. Um, it's a true uh. story. Uh, then he's been in like AEW recently. But anywho, so these... We're in this line, and then you hear the New Day music. I'm like, what are they doing? You could hear, like, you know, it's an yeah. old football stadium. And then you heard the Hardy Boys music hit. And I just look at my wife, and she's kind of like, what's this? And I was like, this is fucking insane. I, and I ran back into the stadium to see it. Then I came back out and got the food. Well, you had to. Had to. So anyway, so they, that was the day Matt returned with his brother Jeff. They ended up winning that tag team match, which I found to be odd. I know it may be weird, maybe, because I thought the moment of them being there was big enough. That I thought, it's kind of like Drew McIntyre this year. Him knocking out Brock I thought was big enough, but then they actually went all the way through. They went and put him over. So I was and I did not mind this, because all those tag teams, I mean, Enzo and Cass. I thought eh. that was going to be their time. It could have been their time, but they are in that, they, at that moment, they were in the, the thing that I kind of hate, but I understand that you don't need to give them the strap, because they're a, they're an attraction on their own. Yeah, I think that's over. why they didn't get it. The Hardy Boys coming back, winning the title, that's usually to put people over, and to a certain extent, that's what they did. That's kind of, yeah, the vehicle they chose. So um, after this, this was the whole beginning of the uh, expedition of gold. Kind of keeping... Because you have to remember, Matt Hardy was doing this weird thing at the time where he had the blonde streak. He wasn't broken, but he was doing delete. It was weird. He, yeah, the crowd the would Hardy do delete. Yes. He would do the delete, but they still did the Hardy Boy moves. Yeah, they they were, were all about the being Hardy the Hardys. Boys. 
And so after this, they, you know, they won the Raw Tag Team Champions. They then engaged in a feud with not yet named The Bar. I don't actually know but when they were. Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, I think it was shortly after this. It was some point during this time that you're going to hear us talk about it. Which uh, is crazy to think that it was that short ago. I feel like that tag team was around for five years. Oh, Sheamus and Cesaro? Yeah. That started with the brand split, which was at some point in 2016. But not officially calling them the bar. Oh, the bar came probably late 2017. Like, this is early 2017 right now. So they defeated them again at Payback, which was the pay-per-view that followed WrestleMania. Then at Extreme Rules, the event that... It's funny. They were actually the Hardy Boys with a poster art for that year's Extreme Rules. No, they're Team Extreme, right? Yeah, I guess the whole point. Uh, That's when the Hardy Boys lost the tag team titles to... Actually, at this point, they were also called Cesaro and Sheamus, which I always find funny because I always call them Sheamus and Cesaro. That rolls off the tongue. It's like a radio show. you got to figure yeah. out which one goes first, even if it's not the bigger personality. Yeah. Like Cesaro, and and she- Cesaro and Sheamus. Se- Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, I guess it could go either way. Anyways, this was a 15-minute cage match. One, a really excellent cage, cage match. The reason match. I bring up that it was 15 minutes is because sometimes matches now with, like, oh, it's 20 minutes, it's 30 minutes. Like, um, Champa versus Adam Cole at this NXT event was like 38 minutes long. There's a whole lot of stuff going on there. You take about 12 minutes of that out, could be one of the best matches you see. Yeah, I typically judge matches on the length of it. Like, was this a good enough match for being a 38-minute match? And a lot of those NXT main events, man, they really go long. Oh, a lot of do. it's worth it, but sometimes I just kind of want my action a little more compact. Yeah, and this is an act. If you ever want to watch, and we'll get to match the pot at the end, but, like, this is one of the better matches in this thing. It was a cage match with all hard-hitting, Jeff Hardy doing his crazy stuff off the top rope. Uh, then the Hardy boys thereafter re- oh, re-invoked invoked their rematch, rematch clause. clause. Uh, two weeks later on Raw in a two out of three falls match, which I actually remember, because this is during a time when Raw was really hard to watch, and you need to find these moments. And they would like give you- a lot of these moments. They would just be like, here's a 45-minute match, a yes. four-segment match, and it's, just go, and because they was, had no ideas. They, well, yes, and this was definitely one of those, but they did a lot of that last year. Last year, there was a ton of two out of three falls, Matt, in 2019. Oh, it was ridiculous. Well, we it was almost as bad as as many six-man tags as they had. Oh, yeah. There was a two out of three falls match almost for week. several weeks in a and row. And there was, like, gauntlet matches for, like, no reason, just because it's like we got to hold... Yeah, we got to hold the audience. It was crazy. But this was a really strong match. But this was allegedly supposed to, like, blow off the feud. But it ended in a draw. It was 1-1, one one, then, like, a double disqualification. Which still kind of ends it because it was the rematch, and they didn't, they didn't win, so they didn't take the titles. As you know, you can only win via pinball or, or submission. submission and a tie and a two out of three. Oh, no, you can actually count out, technically. No, you don't. Re- you retain. Oh, you can't take the titles. Yeah. Yes, yes. So then the feud actually had its official, uh, official blow-off at a very underrated pay-per-view. Great balls of fire what an incredible card it was great i, I would, liked I people gave that name shit well the I, name is crap no but. but i like it i like not having a pay-per-view that's you know like a match hell in a cell it's ridiculous because then you have to put a square peg in a round hole to get that match in there and then there's three of them sometimes and it's totally unnecessary because not every feud needs it no. and i you you uh hell in a cell is something you call out as a feud ender it's not just Hey, this is the pay-per-view. We it's need to figure out match. how to get three people into it. Yes. Just look at this card. In the pre-show, Neville versus Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. This is crazy. Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins in the opening match, 12 minutes. Bray Wyatt actually beat Seth Rollins, which is a very rare Bray Wyatt win in a pay-per-view. Big Cass defeated Enzo. Sheamus and Cesaro, spoiler for going ahead, uh, beat the Hardy Boys in a 30-minute Iron Man match for Tag Team Championship. First, I think, ever Iron Man tag team, in, at least in WWE. They beat them 4-3. to three. Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss by countout for the ta- women's title. The Miz 
defeated Dean Ambrose to retain his Intercontinental Championship. Braun Strowman defeated Roman Reigns in an ambulance match. I remember match. this, yes. Heath Slater defeated Kurt Hawkins, which, if you remember, all that match was was just something to put out there while they pretended like Braun Strowman was, like, dead in the back. Because I remember Roman Reigns, like, killed Oh yeah, but the... Braun Strowman. That's where he, like, walked away like Jason Voorhees. Um, and then Brock Lesnar defeated Samoa Joe. I still get this pay-per-view confused. For some reason, I always think Brock... Uh... Uh, Braun Strowman fought Brock Lesnar at this pay-per-view. That was no mercy a little ways after. But yeah, it's... Or the following... No, I think it was this year. But anyways, so that, again, going back, so the Hardy Boys and Matt were involved and they lost their tag team titles uh, rematch 4-3 to in an Iron Man match, which is amazing. So this kind of kicked off the part where the Hardys were used, what you were saying, to kind of put other teams over. Yes, yeah, which was, they should be at their, this point in their career. Well, it's weird because I think, especially at this point, because they were basically a headline tag team there for a few months here. Now it's like, all right, let's put some other teams over. So this is where they put over the Good Brothers and, you know, the Not Revival. That it helped them. Well, maybe the Revival a little bit. That, a little bit. That put them on the map a tiny bit. But they always say it. If you... If you you got to establish somebody so they have some meaning when you beat them. Yes, and that's the thing. Like, and the Hardy Boys having that name. It's The WWE does one of two things. They either use the old school names to continue to, like, they're the best thing in wrestling, like a Goldberg, for better or for worse. Ugh. Or you have, like, the Hardy Boys, like, let's use them, build them up, like, remember how good they are, and then beat them and have other teams beat them be like, get the rub off of them. And yeah. that's good. And here's where things got a little strange. So the Hardy Boys then came to the aid of Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. His whole run was very weird. Yeah, he could be... A, I don't think he's worth a podcast, but he had a very interesting run. Um, we just hope he's the best. I know he's got like some neck issues. I don't know if you will ever see him wrestling again. It was so obvious to make Chad Gable the no, son. isn't it perfect? Jason Jordan's son, neck issues? <laughs> like father-like son. I could not believe kid. that. Still to this day. Yeah, strange. Unbelievable. And it's just another thing just swept... Up. A lot of things we're going to get to now are going to be just things swept under the rug like it didn't happen. Yeah, this, the, the Matt Hardy run along with the... Jason Jordan thing. Every it, it's a classic WWE. We're not going to finish it off. We're just going to let it fizzle, and you'll forget about it, and hope nobody pays attention to it. There's one thing recently happened in AEW with this: the Nightmare Collective, where Brandy Rhodes was like this heel thing, cutting people's hair and stuff. They just cut Peaced it out, Wasn't and they good. You talked about. It, they said, "Yeah, we don't, we don't want to do it anymore." I kind of respect. Well, I respect it, but I also just like, couldn't you do one thing just to do it? Couldn't you do one quick like? Yeah, finish off the storyline. Just tie it up in a bow and move on. But they just said we're but not going to. Didn't you hate when people at the end of Lost were like, "You didn't answer all my questions." It's like it's a TV show. You're not going to get all the answers to your questions. Uh, a little different, but yeah, I get what you mean. Like, but that's like you a... can just end stuff. It's TV. You fucking understand. Nah, a little different. Wrestling's a little. No, Lost. I'd still have a lot of frustration with. Like, I could have used a lot more answers. All right, I guess I was trying to. I'm, a, I'm an analogy talker. Yeah, and was, I and now you're actually frustrating me. Anyways, so this is when the Hardy <laughs> Boys came to the aid of Jason Jordan when being attacked by the Miz and the Miz-Tourage. That was a thing. That was actually still one of the best things. The Miz-Tourage I missed. Oh, the B-Team? They turned yeah. into the B-Team? I missed They them. were great. That was a good use of them. I like, still think the, they could have used. As yeah. the Miz-Tourage, though. Like, I, I think like they were really missing that still. But I still think it was such a big miss to not have the uh, the fashion police be part of the Miztourage. They just go so much better together. Actually, you could have right. made been you could have made that a great stable, and then you would have had those two beautiful men being able to face off eventually, and they would be stars instead of whatever they're doing now. They don't have an NXT tag team anymore. I saw Tyler Breeze in like a random match where he lost to somebody. And he's such a fantastic wrestler. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, but this ended in the infamous uh, SummerSlam match, the pre-show, which I remember watching this. It was empty church mouse. I was like, I put it here. It was like the Rock vs. Mankind, the halftime heat, empty arena match. There was nobody there. I want you to go back and watch SummerSlam pre-show of 2017. Nobody's there. And it looks so bad because they put it in not 
a regular, you know, TD Garden, like a regular basketball thing. This was in like a football field. This was no, a, no, this was a this wasn't was, outdoors. No, this was in Toronto. I want to was say. It? I thought they were all in New York. Quote me on the. Hold on. All right, we're looking. No, it up. you might be right. This might be in. Not. It was not a football stadium though. It Summer wasn't. Slam oh, it must have been Barclays then. But it still, it looks ridiculous. It was at. I think these were all in New York for Brooklyn, like three straight yeah, years. Barclays Center. But still, it's ridiculous. All right, it was at a basketball place, but it but just... But when no one's there, it looks really oh, it bad. Looks so bad. Really it, it, bad. it happens a lot at the WrestleMania pre-shows, too, where... Well, because people take so much time to get in. Fucking, why wouldn't you? It's a nine-hour show. I know. I, what, I ain't getting in there too early. Um, but this, uh, you know, it was just embarrassing. And it's it's really sad, because this is just like... And it's the Hardy Boys. They deserve better than that. They do. And this was a time where WWE just so overstacked. Yep, somebody's going to be on the pre-show. And just... Uh, no respect. That's Coach Wesley like... B said it last night. How do you save everything? You make it shorter. Is it? I, I mean, mean, some talent's not going to be on TV, but some talent's already not on TV. Yeah. How about so every don't week need... you don't see the same people? Yeah. You don't need to see Seth Rollins 15 times during the night. NXT no. booked like a fucking oh, powerhouse when it was an hour show. It was the better show when it was one hour. I will stand yeah. by that forever. Uh, so then the next night on Raw, the Hardys were uh, involved in a number one contenders match for the newly crowned tag champs of Seth Rollins and Dean Man, Ambrose. This is crazy. Isn't it this weird? This is absolutely nuts. One time we are going to run down the tag team champions in WWE it's just a, since it's, like the mid-90s. It's just a sticker they put on somebody to be like, hey, you care about them now? They're a tag team champion. <laughs> Does it make them important? No? All right. What if we put it on this guy? Does it make them important? No? Okay. Another guy. Sometimes, I mean, you really... The, the New Day had it for a while and established yes. it, but now you have not only two main belts, two women's belts, a, a tag team women's division that who gives a fuck, but two tag team champions for each thing when you barely have enough to have one really solid tag team division if you put them all together. It's insanity what they do with these belts. I love to play this game. As currently constituted, we're recording this on... Uh, I couldn't February tell you. 20th, I couldn't 2020. Tell you. Who are think. the two tag team champions? I, uh, holy shit. Um, the New Day? New Day? Mm, oh my god. I don't believe the New Day <laughs> are the not? tag team champions. Are you sure? I'm, I'm not. Because we did. Are they? <laughs> I don't. I you think they are. I, I think you are. are. I think. Hold on. Look, look it up. No, I'm going to in a second. But first. The Raw ones? Uh, the I Raw ones right. are. Um, it's uh, Blake and. Um, or Murphy. Yes. yes. Or whatever. Murphy and Seth Rollins. Is yeah. it the New Day still? I think so. I think I got it. I think you're <laughs> I'm right. Shocked. I'm pretty sure you're When right. you said it, I was like, oh, I gotta have to rack my brain because one, they never do any like the 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 fact that they gave for some those reason I feel two, like they just lost it, but I don't think they did. The New Day, I think they have it. New Day, woohoo! And it, it, it's still uh, Buddy and uh, yeah, Seth, that's, right? Yeah, because I, I watched Raw this <clears> my Buddy and me. I haven't gotten a chance to watch almost any wrestling besides that NXT pay per view, which was f- phenomenal. Very good. Main event was all meh to me. It was that's, too long. It was too still. long, and I think it was just overbooked. Yeah. Just a lot of, I'm starting to get a little tired of the overfinishes, but back to Matt Hardy. Um, so at this point, Matt Hardy, uh, like I said, they lost to Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. Again, kind of reestablished. Like, look, these are new tag chips. These are the old Shield guys. They're awesome. Uh, so then, this is where things kind of turned, and this is when we get more to the Matt Hardy run. There was a six-pack challenge for a number one contendership for the IC title, who you would face the Miz. You had Elias. Listen to this match. Elias. Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, Jason Jordan, Matt, and Jeff Hardy. I mean, who's working today? Elias, kind of? Yeah, I guess Elias. That's crazy. Like, like this is ridiculous. And this is less than four years ago. This, this is like two, two years, years ago. This is, yeah, two and change. Yeah, unbelievable. And this is where, during this match, Jason Jordan went on to win this, by the way. This is when uh, Jeff Hardy got hurt. So during that six-pack challenge, Jeff Hardy was injured and, you know, had to have rotator cuff surgery. And this is when he was out of action for a while. Uh, so this left Matt Hardy to randomly team with who? 
Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. Or Jordan Jason, as I call him. This, and this is right after, I believe, or was it right before, when Jason Jordan was a tag team with Seth Rollins? Tag team champs. champs. I think this was... Uh, I honestly don't know. We, Jason Jordan separate. He was tagging with Roman Reigns at one point. Then, yeah, he just tagged with everybody. He, and he was in big matches they against were, John Cena. Big match against, John. Against Roman Reigns. I think against Shinsuke Nakamura at one point. It's just crazy. They and, love this kid. They, they, they I think they let him... I think he, he's currently booking backstage now. Yes, he's like an agent of some sort. Um, but yeah, then, then that's also when he became a punching bag jobber to Braun Strowman when they were putting Braun Strowman over. So yeah, throw Matt Hardy at him. People care enough. Then at Survivor Series, Matt Hardy lost to Elias in one of those... This is the weirdest thing. It was... It's all about brand supremacy. Elias was a Raw superstar. Matt Hardy's a Raw superstar. It's a random match. It doesn't matter. Just fill in the card. Yeah, it's a get Elias over here, throw him in a match. Elias to this day has never had a feud. Like a real feud. Not really, right? I'm trying to think. I think he Jeff had Hardy one. was. I mean, Jeff Jarrett was like the closest thing. Yes, that's true. That was a little bit prolonged. I think like they had like two weeks. matches. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Anyways, so then on the November 27, 2017 episode of Raw, Matt lost a match to Bray Wyatt, and that's when after the match he went into the corner and just started like pulling his hair, wigging out, and people started the delete hand motion. He started doing the delete hand motion. Had this weird kind of image on his face, and it was kind of just a random second in Raw. Right then it ended. Word got out later that week. This there's been since the Hardy Boys came back. Matt Hardy and uh, we met him. Jeremy Borash had been. Oh yes, we met him at the Jim Ross. Um, Great guy. Uh, yeah, stand up show or whatever you want to call it, storytelling. Um, and basically, they created the Broken Universe. The two of them. TNA was trying to say that's our like Give you me. did it while here. It's ours. We own it. They went back and forth during this week. Matt, TNA dropped all lawsuits against all former talent. They could use their names. They could do whatever because they just couldn't afford to keep Yeah, and fighting. WWE was like, ah, fuck it. We still want to own this thing. So they yes. went from broken to woken. Which wasn't terrible. No, I just... I kind of like it. But woken, that term like is so like... Hip and fresh. I don't even want to call it fresh. It's just like kind of douche. Being like, it I, is I, douchey, yeah. People say, oh, that's so woke. You're so woke. Like, what, what are you even talking about? But like I, as if I like agree with something that's like progressive? Yeah, I didn't mind it so much. It, it, I mean, he, then that was the thing that he's been doing recently in his little Mad Hardy is broken. Oh my god, things. no, is is uh, um, in limbo. In limbo. Oh, my favorite. That's what the the Billy D is spoken. Ah, took like it from it. that. There you go. But I thought, and again, this kind of fizzled and went nowhere, and we'll get to that. But it was a good. This guy is creative. He obviously can. He, he can work with whatever you give him. And this was a nice little run. It made me interested. I cared about it. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. Something, like I always say, there's reasons I watch Raw every week, whether people agree with them or not. Like, that Lana Lashley storyline, as much as people do, oh, it's dumb. Like, I wanted to see where we were going. And there's another one I feel like, just, eh, we're just kind of, you're all done. Oh, yeah, completely forgot about it. Oh, yeah. What, why did um, Liv Morgan come back and do all these promos for she weeks? She was a lesbian was with Lana. Lana, allegedly, but never heard anything about it again, just fought. Anyways, so at this point, this is when Matt Hardy started doing those really odd laughter things and doing the cross-eyed thing with goldfish and kind of what, like, the... Um, Funhouse kind of became like he had like segments like that pre-taped in the back yeah wacky, that's a good parallel to weird stuff um, and you know who was his tag team well his dance partner during this time Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. Uh, another character that completely went stale needed some sort of invigoration and Matt Hardy basically became that so then at the Royal Rumble Matt Hardy uh, came in and eliminated not only Bray Wyatt but himself at the same time classic feud stuff classic Randy Savage move which I think he did like three times in a Rumble 
Well, the worst effort is when Randy Savage went to the top rope and like jumped out and gave somebody like an elbow. Like, he did it to Crush one year That's and eliminated himself, and then I think against Jake the Snake, he eliminated himself, but they allowed him back in because in that year. Oh, it didn't that's matter. the one he hopped over. Yeah, but then later it was Bill Mascaris in the '97 Royal Rumble that he like went off the top, jumped out, and they like didn't let him back in. Which they shouldn't. That should be the fucking rule. The greatest Randy Savage moment in a Rumble ever is when oh, he tried Yokozuna. to pin Yokozuna, and he just that was the worst booked ending I've ever seen in my life. It really is, especially for two. Guys that like easily could have been like, easy. like not even like when you joke around. Ah, oh, the Hall of Fame's a joke. Randy Savage is probably one of the top, most memorable wrestlers in the history of professional one wrestling. One of the most. If you say hey, who are the biggest wrestlers of all time, when you just he's think of names, top five. He's he's coming up much sooner than people probably want to give him credit for. But like especially the '80s, Hulk Hogan, Savage, Warrior. Period. I, for WWE, one hundred percent. And then Yokozuna is. One I say of in the, general, like as much as Ric Flair was a big thing, and Dusty Rhodes. These are the if guys you're from the was, South. You knew him, but yeah. anything else, that's about it. Sure. Like the South, like Florida side, yeah. like, the Pan, like, Pan the, side. The ones that are still using flags with yes. stars and stripes that go with an X on them and a red flag. Sure. You know, that, Confederate one. Yeah, I don't really yep. like to say it. Confederate of all the things that's you so see. Unwoke. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, so but I know what you mean. Then Yokozuna was yeah. one of the biggest. Probably one of the best big guys ever because he one was of the best just a big guy. Oh, like an unbe- the, a true unbeatable heel. Yep. He's the reason why every time there's a big guy in a Royal Rumble, like he's the hardest guy to get out. He's the biggest one. He's the only one that really ever was the biggest one to win. Yeah. And yeah, Randy Savage hits an elbow, goes to pin Yokozuna. Yokozuna kicks out by pushing him up. Didn't even like throw like the strength. Randy jumps. Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton. Randy like uses leverage to get his feet up and then jump over the top. Oh, so poor. So dumb. Ridiculous. Anyways, um, so at this point, yeah, so Matt eliminated <laughs> himself and Bray Wyatt from the Royal Rumble. So this time, then we went to Raw 25. I don't know if you oh, remember Oh, this was Raw another 25. kind of pathetic moment so, for the Hardys. This is where everything got really weird. So Raw 25 was taking place. It was Manhattan Center, and then I think Barclays or another place in New York. So they had the small, like, NXT-style crowd show simultaneously as well at wherever the other show was. So you had Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler commentary. Which was, was great. Well. It was everything about that setup. They should have done it all in the Manhattan Center first They should have. Just they want the big payday of booking an arena. They should have learned their message. Was it WrestleMania 2 where they had three different places? Yes. Don't do that. Don't no. have two, Don't have a satellite show and give it a shit. Like, there, there was like three things that happened there and two of them were shitty. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And it's also like, what are people watching on the television and the other side? So it was, they should have everything in the Manhattan Center. They think they've learned their, if they were to do something like this again, just do it there. It's okay if you don't sell as many tickets. Make it awesome. Um, you want ratings as well. Anywho, this is where they threw Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. They were starting to build this feud and the match was like five minutes long. And well, they had nothing there. Everything that was there was quick. Yeah, it was, the only thing that was kind of cool was like the yeah Finn Too Balor sweet. with DX eliminating like the club and all that. But yeah, this was just bizarre. Bray Wyatt beats Matt Hardy. I watched his match on YouTube yesterday. It's like five minutes long, and he beats him by like a rake of the face, hits his sister Abigail when he's like against the ropes, and matched over. Like nothing dramatic, not even that good. Yeah, it's kind of. They didn't give the crowd enough time to like really buy in either. No, they were I mean, all doing delete. They loved the delete. But that was that. that was surprising how like, I'm always a little bit surprised at how gimmicks carry over from other companies and how when AJ Styles like, I mean, he's huge but WWE does have that like loyalist audience like that I'm a little bit a part of that yeah. doesn't really recognize many other companies and his thing was that big to get yeah. everybody they still do it now for certain things yeah and just to think that was I think the last match of Jerry Lawler and and Jim Ross called ever together, called yeah ever. and they probably will because I want Jerry. Lawler to be well, put out to fucking pasture. So, if you, as much as you might not like Jerry Lawler, the reason he's on Raw is because of AEW. Like, we all know that, right? 
like like no, there's no way that's if that's the thinking that's then they're morons because Jim Ross still has, I'd say, like that Greg Maddox outside corner can still hit the yeah. spots. He ain't Jerry... throwing fastball. He's getting junk. Yeah. In a good way. Like yeah, he's yeah. pitching. He knows how to pitch. You know, yeah. He still knows how to – he can work without the, his A-plus stuff. He's still great. Jimmy he's Moyer. Sti- yeah. That's always my favorite. He's still Jimmy one Moore's of the best. 90s for the Red Sox, 20s for the – Jerry the King Lawler. Mariners. If they're thinking, oh, we got we, – we have the King, they have JR, yeah. that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That means Vince is insane. Jerry Lawler is laughably bad. He is one of the worst people oh, on people. broadcasting right now. And I, I know mm-hmm. a, a few that might be Ooh, in that category. Might yeah. be up there. No, none of my coworkers. Mark James? He's pretty bad. <laughs> but he is so if that's the reason, that's ridiculous. But back to Matt Hardy, who the, the that, that's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. The, the, the I, that's just my belief. Oh, my God. Oh. So, anyways, not much more here, by the way. But uh, yeah. This is the best part of it. This is what the shining star here. So, this is where then after the they, – they went they had like four or five matches. So, um, after seven months of – wait, wait, wait. Did I just get that wrong? Oh, I jumped, I jumped the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, then we jumped down to – I jumped – oh, no. Here we go. Elimination Chamber was next where Matt Hardy defeated Bray Wyatt – and the second to last match. The reason I bring that up is because that is not a good spot. That's no, the second you... to last match is a pee break. It's yeah. usually where you put the worst match on the card most kind of, of the time. Kind of a bring down. And if you think about it earlier, I talked about Kurt Hawkins versus um, Keith Slater. Like, there's a reason that second to last match is usually... That's not a good spot. It's just unfortunate. It's but then, the pee break before the main event yeah. so you can see the whole main and, event. And like, I feel like the crowd is never as into it. You have to be really, really strong card. But then um, a week later, Bray Wyatt called out Hardy, who appeared on the Titantron, and challenged Wyatt to the ultimate deletion. Which was fantastic. Yeah, this was a match that would take place at the Hardy Compound, their version basically of TNA's the final deletion. And this is where it was Falls Count Anywhere, hardcore match, and it fought at the Hardy's house. It was pretty cool. It a was. lot of good spots. He had the ring out there. Jeff Hardy eventually shows up. Yep, Brother Nero makes an appearance. Yep. It, was, it aired on March 19th episode of Raw in 2018. If you ever want to go back and watch it, I, again, highly suggest. And Hardy defeated Wyatt by pinfall, and then Wyatt was thrown into the Lake of Reincarnation, which was a big thing in TNA. Whenever he threw people in there, they came back as something different. Um, and that was eventually. the end. Well, <laughs> that was the end of Bray Wyatt for quite a while. Like, we didn't see him for like six weeks or something like that until we then get to WrestleMania 34. At this event as well, and I remember being at the pre-show, which busted open, which is a Sirius XM radio show that it felt pretty regularly. Um, and they had Rebby Hardy, Matt's wife, on the show. My kind of girl right there. Oh man. There's a lot of curves there. Um I think uh, like Jerry Lollafe line might be so she's got too many curves and I don't have breaks or something like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Anyways, um so she was there and she said Matt's gonna win. The, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. We're all laughing. Like, even the crowd. Like, he's got, who, who, because I don't know who the favorite was that year. Probably, uh, I don't know. Actually, I can't remember going in. But I mean, once, now that they've given it to like the, the, the Giant, and I mean, it could go to anybody anymore. Like, well, yeah, but at this time, you think. With the Mojo. Yeah, well, the, just, you know, it, it was only four years before. So we went Cesaro, 31 was uh, Big Show, 32 was Baron Corbin, surprise, 33 was Mojo Rawley, but, but that was a Gronk thing. Yeah. And then now we're They're here still at 30. trying 30- to make a star out of him. Still trying. So then we're here at 34, and you're thinking, okay, who's this going to be? Eventually gets down to Matt Hardy, 
Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley, two former winners, and Bray Wyatt appears in the ring to distract Baron Corbin. He gets thrown out. Mojo Rawley gets thrown out. And the winner of the Andre the Joy, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, say that five times fast, Matt Hardy. Crowd actually was hot for this, by the way. That New Orleans People crowd. People love Matt Hardy. They do. And especially with like the Bray Wyatt, the, this like gimmick stuff. People love gimmicks. And I think Matt Hardy being in this like extreme and gimmick And it actually really threw a little shine on this event because this is usually just slapped together just to get everybody a payday, just to get everybody on the WrestleMania card. Putting Bray Wyatt in this, I mean... That's a surprise that, during a pre-show. Yeah, I mean... Pretty big. He's one of your probably biggest stars that's ever had a moment in that. It's usually like all the mid-carders and he's an actual upper echelon talent. So then this kicked off Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt becoming a tag team where they ended up winning a number one contendership match and this made them go for the tag team titles that were vacated by... The New Day? Seth no, Rollins? No. WrestleMania 34. Who won the tag team titles? Sheamus and Cesaro were the tag team champions heading in. They were facing a gentleman. And that gentleman had a pickup partner. Oh, Braun Strowman and the kid? Braun Strowman oh my and Nicholas. God. So Jesus. Braun Strowman and Nicholas defeat God. Sheamus and Cesaro. If you just explain this to some random person. I'm explaining it to you and yeah, this point you are. Yes. Being in that crowd, it was the second to last match. So again, you're thinking, there's been rumors of Rey Mysterio. There was all these rumors and people like... It's Col- Chad Patton's kid or something, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I can't think of his name. But the other ref, not yeah. Chad Patton, I don't believe. But anyways... There was all these New Japan wrestlers, by the way, in the crowd that night. There was rumors of, like, Kota Ibushi being there because he had been part of the Cruiserweight Classic. There was yeah, all who was music. God, like when Vince McMahon... <laughs> well, Shawn Michaels had God as a tag team partner. Imagine, like, and his tag team partner is he points, it's just God. The other thing was, like, there were so many things going on, like, rumors. Like, Rey Mysterio was, like, the big one. And everyone's like, if it's that late in the night, you know they're going to bust out something special. Nope, they did not. They bring out a kid. It wasn't good. The crowd didn't love it. Like, it was cool for a minute. And it no. was funny when he tagged him in. No, being there like it was. Yeah, I But guess. it wasn't good. And anyways. No, it was terrible. They won the tag titles, had to vacate them. So the bar got an automatic shot at uh, Super Showdown, whichever. What was this one? No, this had to be Crown Jewel. This one was greatest Royal Rumble, uh, oh, and so oh my god. So then, yeah, you're yawning on it. So then, Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy defeat the Bar at the Greatest Royal Rumble to become tag team champions. The first time the tag team championship has ever been changed hands in Saudi Arabia. For, for a record, that maybe it'll happen this week. Is it this ne- week? Next week. Next week. Oh, oh yeah, we keep forgetting that that's happening. Anyway, so then at this point, they're the tag team champions. They're hot. This is like a team that people are into. It's fun. It's a cool gimmick. It's two big stars. Two, two legit guys. One with a really great gimmick and one that had one at one point. Yeah, it's just a very good. So then they don't really do anything with them? much. And then at this point, the B team became a thing. B team. B team. No, it's yeah. Go, go, go. Yeah, B team. Yeah. B team. Go, that, go, that go. That is the B team is the classic. Let's slap the tag titles on them and see if it does anything. Well, they were over, but they were over in the way they that were you don't. They were over in the way that you put them on in the main just, event right before Raw. Yeah, just don't don't give them the titles. Kind no. of over. So you have Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, who people like they're into. We just hot shot the titles then over to the B team. The B team defeat Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, I believe that was at Extreme Rules. And you got, I'm like, no, this is awful. Because then what do you do with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? Nothing. They've only been tag champs for like a minute. So then it was found out that Matt Hardy would have to take some time off. So I guess that's part of the reason. But even still, you got to put on somebody better than the B team. And I love Well, the B team was Bo over Dallas. at that time. Like, B team was hot. By the way, quick aside. Yeah. Bo Dallas put out a tweet, like, in December saying the next time you see him, it's going to be a new Bo. Ooh. Have we seen Well, I him? did see this. No. So maybe it's time he to He has been the Rumble. Again? Yeah. Maybe he'll show up. Maybe they're doing, like, a big Rumble or something at, uh... 
oh, in the Saudi God. Arabia show. But we're looking forward to the new bow. Maybe it'll be something to do with Bray Wyatt. Just do it. Pull the trigger. Get I would that. be okay with that. Or if they just went back to the bow leave gimmick, which that was actually amazing. Would be good. I want the victory laps. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, but this is the time that Matt Hardy had injury with this pelvis. We were talking about this before. This is basically he was out. And there was a lot of speculation of retirement. Matt Hardy's older. Like, this is a few years ago, but till he's not yeah, he, young. And he's had a lot of serious injuries throughout his career. But this, what ended up happening was he was on the Raw support saying, not going to retire. He still has, like, some, like, stuff. He's got this is when JR said, you are a booker in the future. No matter what, you have, a, you will be a perfect booker. This is when he used to say, Bobby Ray Dudley or Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, and Matt Hardy have two of the better minds. Like, when you look at all those TLC matches, those are guys that had a lot to do with the moves, where they did stuff. They weren't the ones taking the bigger moves all the time, but they also they, they just know how had to put a, a mind. They know how to put on a match. They do. And this is also a time when Matt Hardy lost 15 pounds. Now you can say, like, oh, 15 pounds. He's not like a fat, big guy. There's a lot of muscle under there, so if you yeah. lose the fat that's on top of it, you're going to look good. So then this is kind of, the, we're coming to an end of this Matt Hardy run. So this is his last tag title run. After more than seven months absent from television, Matt Hardy returned on February 26, 2019. You remember that's SmackDown Live, Bill? Sure. Uh, of course, everyone does. Uh, not as woke as Matt, but just as brigable as Matt to team up with his brother Jeff to defeat the Bar for uh, you know just a random tag match. And at WrestleMania 35, which is funny to think right now, I was like, oh, the Hardys. I, when I was doing this, I'm like, I don't remember the Hardys there. And it was just in the so they come back, they make this return. Yeah, they let's slap the Hardy boys in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. Royale. I can't believe that was a year ago now. That, that's crazy. The Almost. Bar was still a thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, WrestleMania 35, Hardy competed in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Lost his time, got eliminated by eventual winner, Braun Strowman. Roar. That really did wonders for his career. And then two days later on SmackDown, the Hardy Boys defeated the Usos Ooh, for the Tag Team Championship. This is the only reason this is weird, because the Usos just won the... Uh, Probably DUI in there or something. <laughs> actually, might be right. Uh, and then only this reign only lasted 20 days because Jeff again... Got injured. They said this was in story due to. We haven't seen. By the way, this is the. We have not seen Jeff since this. But, I think um, he's due for a comeback soon. He's always good to pop in for yeah. a little bit. This is when he um, was injured. They used it as a, sc- a storytelling for Lars Sullivan because Lars Sullivan attacked oh both the Hardy he's boys. The fucking worst. Google uh, Lars Sullivan right now. I do not want to do that. I know I've never seen the up. video. I'll be honest. Nobody should. It, but I've seen all these like stills that show oh, a lot of. Um, I mean, and he's such a terrible up. dude. Otherwise, from what yeah. you hear, like, ugh, poor guy. No. Just, just go. No. no yeah, just like yeah, step away. Yeah. Um, and then this is when Matt Hardy, uh, the last thing at this point was he was at another uh, Saudi Arabia event when he was in the 50 man. This is Crown Jewel, right? Now, our super. Sh- I don't know what they call it. The Greatest Royal Rumble. Well, this was no. This is the one, just a random battle royal at. Oh, yes. Like Crown Jewel it's or Super Showdown. Fucking ridiculous. That was won by Mansoor because he only wins and only fights at Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. He was actually on the pre show for NXT. Was he really? Yes, he was part of the pre-show panel. All right. So, okay, here comes the, the now very we're end. This, now, this is when, like, re-sparked out of nowhere. We hadn't seen Matt Hardy in months. And he just randomly showed up on a Raw to start putting people over, like Buddy Murphy. That match And he does a great, great job. It was and a, he looked great. He did, because this is when Buddy Murphy and Alistair Bach were having their matches. Like, we got to put him with somebody else. Matt Hardy, throw him in there. Ricochet versus Matt this Hardy. This is when Raw kind of got its fastball back a little bit. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, great match. I remember this match against Matt Hardy. And then also Eric Rowan was in there, but I think that was just yeah. kind of like it. But he's like a new spin on a jobber. You can use the legacy of Matt Hardy to put people over. Yeah. They're doing it to a certain extent now with Daniel Bryan on a much bigger level. Like yes. They're letting him put people over. But you can let the mid-carder guys like this get a solid win against, 
hey, that's Matt Hardy. That's a pretty big pickup right there. It is, and it's great, and that's the way it should be. So at this time, there were started rumors and speculation of Matt Hardy's contract coming up. What's he going to be doing? So that's kind of why you're seeing him put people over. There was a big disappointment where you had TLC around this time of last year, and he wasn't involved. Matt Hardy's one of those guys, if you have him on the roster... Why is he not at the TLC pay-per-view? He's one of the founding TLC fa- means nothing. But anymore. he's one of the founding fathers of the event. So if you have like Like Christian when Mick Foley roster, came out and cut the Hell in the Cell promo leading up to the Hell in the Cell for Gene Sasha. Ambrose. Oh, that one. Well, either He's one. done it a million times. Yeah. But, but you but could do right. that with this. That's exactly Hell in a Cell, you think of Mick Foley. Yeah, this is Give your chance. Not only is this TLC just a pay-per-view now, you have a chance to make yourself stand out in this match. This is where I made my legacy. This is why people remember me. Yes. And you can do the same if you have the guts to do what I did in this match. Ta-da! Magic. I don't care if it's for the Becky Lynch um, teaming up with Sasha. I mean, Charlotte against the Kabuki Wars. Anything. You need to use him. That is what people will always correlate him with. Um, but anywho, they did do that. Then he kind of went off TV for a little while until after Randy Orton attacked Edge the night after the Royal Rumble uh, to put him out of action. Phenomenal use of randy orton but of like the the highlighting matt in this storyline with edge it just beautiful storytelling raw with the randy orton stuff especially using matt hardy creative way to do it they're crushing this storyline so yeah so then matt hardy two weeks later randy orton attacks edge the night after the royal rumble the next week doesn't say anything walks out of the ring the following week it's going to come out to explain some matt hardy's music hits crowds into it like very highly into it also come to find out ratings good for this these segments according to the wrestling observer but yeah matt hardy says rag. what's a rag wrestling observer dave Meltzer's terrible yeah he's kind of a douche yeah like i wish i was him in some ways but no. i give a lot of credit to baron corbin for continually calling this guy out and yeah, calling him, fuck him. he called him a wrestling cancer he pretty much is yeah because why we always i don't like to know so much by the way no why i'm really like i like to know certain like the hall of fame i don't care if you want to release that or you hear rumors but like tease it and don't say it. Be like, I know what's going to happen. Here's how I think you're going to like feel. Like the Stranger, Stranger Things season four trailer has never made me more upset at a program or product Stupid. in my life. Like, Why what we, are you doing? We all know if you're going to bring Hopper's Hopper back, alive, but don't show but it before. Tease it. Dick tease me. Like, give it to me in episode four, and then I'll be like, or, holy shit. I don't give a shit if you show me in episode one. But as the trailer to tease, don't oh. give me. That literally did nothing for that show. Nothing. It made it seem like, oh, he, like that last episode where it really meant something. Like, you're emotional reading the letter with 11, but whatever. Yeah, let's just kill the emotion. But anyways. The emotion was brought to another fucking level with with Matt Matt Hardy. Hardy. Two weeks in a row, great use of him both times. But the first one, he comes out and he just runs him down saying, it's the only thing I didn't like. I wish he said something like, I know if anybody were to ever be the one to be like, take Edge out, it would have been me. But I could put my past behind. I could move forward. You need to move past this, all that. Like, but instead, it was just like Edge is one of my like brothers. We yeah. grew in this thing, all that. And then Randy Orton basically just kicks the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was awesome because you know what? People, when Matt Hardy was getting beaten down, you felt people caring. Like I cared. Well, they know how to use the equity of this character, and I think that's yes. what they missed out on a lot of this other stuff. They hit it a little bit with the Bray Wyatt and obviously with the return, but you do have equity in these old guys. It's just how do you use it, and can you bring it out at the right times? This, whoever had that idea, this is like, oh, we got we need to fill until the Edge storyline makes sense to bring him back. Let's bring Matt Hardy out there. Perfect. Yeah, you need somebody else to kill. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Christian soon. But in the meantime, Matt Hardy did it the first week. He was concertoed. Then I'm thinking, that's when I said to you, all right, we got to do a podcast on this because it's over. By the way, this run, kind of underwhelming so far. But um, we'll, we'll get to where we think well, things will go next and wrap up. But so then 
the following week they they announce that because we were talking about this like oh we'll do Matt Hardy it's over then they say he's gonna fight in a street fight against Randy Orton I'm like whoa whoa I thought he was done that segment ends up not happening 30 minute segment to open Raw where Matt Hardy comes out wanting he doesn't get cleared by doctors Randy Orton tells him get in the ring he says no Matt Hardy goes back to get in the ring the milking of these things is done very well see some people think oh it goes too long this one i completely agree with you i felt like i was like oh they're not gonna do it they're randy orton fight. doesn't i mean he he'll probably make it go a little bit little bit longer but he knows how to milk a segment he really does he's no waste of motions in the ring and he's no wasted time i don't believe except for when he forgot his promo then after wrestlemania 20 <laughs> quick aside what's it, my line it goes to this is that the Undertaker sat down with, I think, Aaron Swallow or whoever uh, Bailey's boyfriend is oh. and said, you know, you can do a flip, you can do 10 flips, but by the end of the night, you know, now they're expecting 15 flips when you wrestle. When what we do is we tell stories and yes. we make everything matter and important. And I think they did that with Matt Hardy and Randy Orton in that storyline. Just little things. Like Randy Orton came out and just walked to the ring and didn't cut a promo. And yeah, then they awesome. built on it with the Matt Hardy thing two weeks in a row. And it wasn't stale. They, yeah. Like if you can do it the right way with these people, it's going to matter to people. It's interesting to watch. It's a storyline to follow. Yeah, and I'm just interested where we go next. Hmm? That's another reason to tune in. But yeah, so then he basically beat the crap out of... Out of Matt Hardy eventually taking his head to the stale chairs, giving him another concerto with the stale steps, which I guess is sometimes, I guess somehow more dangerous than a chair. He's dead. Basically, his character, I believe, is now officially done. Rumors are this contract is up as of March 1st, which we are less than 10 days away from. This will be the end, and Matt Hardy will be free to go wherever he wants. So, I guess now, well, as a part of this, we were mentioning earlier, during the last few months when he was kind of off, when he was doing those Buddy Murphy matches, he started making the Matt Hardy's in Limbo YouTube series. Great creative stuff on there, going through all his different gimmicks. Senor and it's Benjamin's 45 back. Forty-five seconds. It's pretty fucking. It's, it's like pretty, forty-five to a minute. Yeah. It's just kinda, good clips. Yeah. It's just cute. His, his kids are in it. All yeah. King Max, all that. So I guess now, Billy, seeing that this is kind of wrapped up, I guess the first thing, what like, what if stood I'm, out? What stood out? This this last thing with Randy Orton. Obviously, the date redebut redebut when they you know surprised us at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and then the gimmick match in his backyard what they call the hardy compound yes the hardy compound the ultimate deletion that was the three big things and if you asked me to name those two things before i probably couldn't remember i would encourage you to go back and watch that match because that was really good it was entertaining it was something different and it wasn't different like just to be different it was different and it was good yeah i agree um i you know this kind of match apart all kind of ties in for me it was the first the bar great balls of fire as well what a freaking fantastic tag team match the ultimate deletion and i think yeah just that pop watch that pop when they return to wrestlemania it's 33 chills. like being in the stadium being there regardless of what i was in line because my wife was hungry uh it was still awesome and you felt it like i the ran out like a was kid our era oh without a doubt it was our prime time yes. viewing it was prime time attitude era it was the match that made casual fans be like holy shit this is what they do this is fucking crazy they, it made tables a thing yeah it really they also did. made like the ladder match and like reinvigorated because it was them versus edge and christian for, for the terry. terry yeah the terry Invitational. yeah very uh tits. yeah it's very i think it was just tit tit terry invitational tournament and what a just an in cha- game changing thing that was at no mercy which the game ended up likeness came out after but like what just an awesome way of like looking at it because don't forget also the hardys before this were straight up jobbers were punching bag characters that just like were put over like 
anyone. And like Ludwig Vorga or, or Razor Ramon. And then, like, as we got closer, like, they became a They team. did whatever they could to get on TV, yeah. and it paid off. And what an awesome story. Like, but... uh, Jeff, I believe, lied about how old he was. Yes. I think he was, like, a little bit young because he's, like, a year and a half or two years younger than Matt. Um, but, yeah, so I guess now Matt Hardy, free agent, where do you want him to go? Where do you want to see him? Where do I want to see him? I'd like to see him to go to ADW. I yeah. think they could really use him. I mean, it, people are making the comparison that you know your main event is basically just old WWE guys, but that's kind of how the business works until you establish your not well-known guys. You need something to get people over, and it's working. I would put him in there. I would if, even if you don't put him on TV, just sign him to creative. Well, that's a big thing. There was like if I'm WWE, I'm signing him to a huge creative contract just to keep him away from AEW. Kind of have to. Yeah, he's one of the rumored people that has denied a contract Good. from WWE. Like you're hearing rumors of the revival. But I would love to see him in AEW. I love to see him find. Maybe it's not broken, woken, but maybe it's something in that realm so there is this faction there called the dark order there's a lot of rumors of this like leader that no one knows there's rumors it could be him or it could be raven it could be one of those guys just to use if that's the play where they want to go with it cool i would love to see him almost kind of doing his own thing and bringing the whole hardy compound thing to AEW because i just think that will help i just think it will help that company continue to grow and continue to get more eyes on it even though they're doing well I just would love to see him there. Or yeah, if he they... would be great as the leader of a faction that maybe once or twice he fights in a year. That seems a little maybe. I was gonna say a little less, but I know what you mean. That's gonna make him feel just extra a special. big boss. But if anybody's gonna do it, AEW does. Like right now, Jack Hager, former um, Jack Swagger, has yet to fight in AEW, which is part which of is the fine. Yeah, he's fighting at their pay per view coming up against. Um, uh, Dustin Rhodes, but it's like, you make it interesting. It is like to me. I'm almost like, oh, I kind of want to see him now. The way they used to book things is you wouldn't let the two superstars touch until the maybe the night before at the contract signing. But until sure. then, that's the moment. But you go back to like old school booking, which I think AEW does a really good job of, is like long winded stories to get to the match, not just like they fight each other. I beat you. Now I have your. Which now is kind of what they're doing with the Edge and Randy Orton thing, which is why it's yes. great. It's keep people off TV, make me want to go and see it. It's not, and as much as I could watch them wrestle forever, it doesn't make it special when you see Bray Mysterio fight Andrade for five straight no, weeks. I completely agree. But those are like, I, I need my television matches, and I'm good with that. But, but I know what you anyone mean. else, you know what I mean? You can't have that repetitiveness because it doesn't build the, the specialness to it. Like when like Jack Buddy Murphy and, fights, oh, it's yeah. going to be great. Like people are going to want to see what, okay, can he still go? Now he's been doing MMA. Can he still, he's not wrestled in a long time. Like actual, like professional wrestled. But that, uh, <clears> basically <throat> that's it. That's Matt Hardy's run. Not really one of, like there was so many dips in this. Like there's so many, like the lows of this run are super low. Like off TV, doesn't matter. Clearly Jeff was the focal point of these guys returning in general. When Jeff got hurt, it was like, ah, eh, Matt, we'll figure it out for you. But he can do anything. I think that's what this run kind yes. of proved. And I didn't think when we did this podcast there would be enough meat on the bone, but there was. Yeah, this this podcast was a little bit longer. I would say this Holy is one shit. of those. Yeah, I know. I just thought of it. Ah, I saw that too. So this podcast is one of those ones like maybe you're like, oh, this is really interesting. I didn't really look back. Maybe you weren't interested in Matt Hardy at this point, but I just feel like it was a really good time. He's one of the bigger, like he's one of the more important wrestlers of the generation. Not this one, but like of wrestling because he just did so much in the industry. It is amazing to think, and I didn't give him any credit until I started watching the broken gimmick that it would be any good, but it really was. It was a different way to do storytelling, and I think that's what WWE, when they do it, they don't, they, they, they really know how to work inside the box sometimes, so it's tough to work outside of the box effectively, but Matt Hardy did it 
did it well, and he took the ball in a certain instances here and really ran with it when I didn't think he could anymore. Yeah, Matt Hardy is going to be, wherever he goes next, whether even or gets back to WWE in years, like I think he's just one an of asset. the wrestling... Yeah. Yes, perfect word. He's an asset to the wrestling industry, and we need him wherever Going forward, he is. is an asset to any organization yes. that gets him, whether it's the little bit of run he has left as a wrestler or as a manager, promoter, booker, whatever you want him to do, he's going to be good at it. Yeah, and I just think he has the right motivation, right mindset, and he's done it all. Uh, well, that'll do it. That's Matt Hardy. What did you think? Let us know. Was this worth it? Did you like this one? We haven't done a ex kind of a I don't know what to call that it's an expose but we haven't done really a dive into like a, a run in a while I think the only ones we've done to this point have been AJ Styles which I still think is one of our better podcasts Bailey Bailey and I think Matt Hardy Seth Rollins we but that Seth, was, Rollins. Seth Rollins is he overrated but yeah that kind of was we his run yeah so I guess Seth Rollins will count uh, parting thought for me and my match of the pod has nothing to do with Matt Hardy. Please. The women's last, uh, what was the women's street fight on NXT between, um, Tegan. Oh, from this past Tegan Knox and, uh, Dakota Guy. Holy, I watched it on the train on the way home. <laughs> Must have been and I don't know if people were watching my face, but I was like, had a couple, holy shit. They sold the fuck out of that. The ending was a little wonky, but oh, to Mania anybody who end, wants to have, guy. what was the name of that match again? They're all last man standing or uh, street, street fight. fight. Anybody who wants to have a street fight, that's how you fucking do it. They went fucking crazy. I said it to numerous amounts of people. I don't care about this feud. I don't care about either one of these people. Watching that match, during that match, after that match, I was like, I care about this. I want to see what, how this develops. They were nuts. They it's went, crazy. They knew where they were on the card and what people probably thought. And they're like, we're going to steal this I've show. never seen men, women. It was like nuts. The way it started. Vicious. Absolutely like just. Not holding back. It and was... Tina Knox couldn't keep her pants up. Uh, no, but that was, was that was a little lead of G-string. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those like whale tails in quite some time. Everybody wears said, yeah, regular thongs. My wife, we were talking about, because Tegan Knox is the, like, literally the straightest body, I think, in the business. Uh, there is no uh, junk in the trunk. With all due, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, Bailey. Bailey uh, has got maybe, yeah. uh, it's good. she's got an overflow. But her pants just couldn't stay up. But it almost, I know it sounds weird, but it made me feel like these are fighting people. Like, she wasn't caring it about how she like looked. It felt like a knockdown, drag out fucking, yeah. it felt real. Until Bizarro, um, well, yeah, Sonya Deville came in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought it was her. I was like, I actually was pumped to go, oh my god, do something Story different line. with her. And it wasn't her, and she almost killed Tegan Knox. Yes. Oh, that was bad. I forget, I forget her name. But anyways, yeah, that's a great match. Uh, enjoyed this one. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, next week, uh, don't know exactly where we have so much stuff. There's like Revolution. There's there's Super Showdown. We obviously John we will be Cena's ranking be... the best announcers too. Oh, we're gonna. That's what we'll do for next week. We'll just book it. Uh, and we'll also have a new three count coming out next week with John Cena. It will be returning in Boston, which one way or other will be there. Oh, man. I'm not, I might not be there. I will be there. Maybe you'll be there with me. Maybe I'll meet Nestle there. Maybe his kids will come. <laughs> I doubt it. Come on. Bring all the kids. Bring all <laughs> Would your you bring your baby to that show? Uh, no, too young. Yeah. But if they're fresh like that, you can no. bring them anywhere. No. Germs are nothing. Yeah. Anyways, no, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll do it. Oh, back to the way. John Cena's returning. We're going to do a three count about who he should face at WrestleMania. There's a lot of random rumors. I think they're all red herrings. I think all the rumors you're hearing are red herrings. We'll get into it in that podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know your feedback, your thoughts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever your podcasts are. Don't forget to follow him at BillyD2411 on the Twitter. You can follow me at Jason D. Rossi if you so choose. Leave this thing not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Actually, I'm just kidding. Five, five stars. stars on iTunes. Much appreciated. Thank you all for listening. Frank says hi.